Today, all over the world, there are thousands of Sino-Soviet intelligence agents with money to burn, looking for unsuspecting targets for exploitation among members of our forces. Coming up, so you better get this party started. I'm, I'm coming, coming up, up I'm, I'm coming. coming. I'm coming up, so you better get this started. So, yeah, um, we, this Seattle councilwoman, Kashama Sawat, is that, is that right? Why are you asking us? Arjun. Kashama, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so these people. In the heart of darkness, discussing. Conservatives don't understand that socialism. And like democracy are two different systems. So socialism is an economic system and democracy is a political system. But they think like I replied, oh, no, how dare this councilwoman want to live in like a true democracy? Because she uses the words not true democracy, but like something along those lines. Yeah. And people are like, democracy and socialism can't coexist. And it's like they're yeah. losing their marbles. I got like 25 replies to it and all of them are just really mush- <laughs> yeah, mush brain like. It says, well, actually, this is the new conservative take. It's, it's well, actually, democracy sucks ass, and it's good that we have a representative republic. Yeah. No, it's um that that's what they'll come. That's the the big uh, brain take that they'll come at you with is that um, America isn't democracy; it's a republic, and it's like exactly like that's what's a, wrong. It's a it's a distinction without really any real difference mm-hmm. in that case. It doesn't like you're not owning anyone. It's like, a distinction without a difference. Yeah, yeah. Like Is they that think, what I said? yeah. I don't know, but they think you're like too stupid to understand that we live in a representative republic already. Yeah. It's like that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying America is a democracy. I'm saying it should what, be a democracy. What technically is America? Isn't it like a was it oligarchy? What is the what is the one? I mean, where it, market markets determine how shits run. What is that? Capitalism. It's a tech technocracy. It, it's a lot of things. It's yes. many things. Yeah. None of them good. Um, but yeah, but um, and many of them racist. Yeah, the uh, the conception that because it's like if you break down what really drives socialism, only killed about 118 million. Who, who? That Lenin's like a, it is a pile of skulls. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, that's how, so stupid. Okay, Count just, the, like, no, 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 stack, no, the, stack the bodies. Capitalism is produced. No, I was going to say let's just even let's just say let's just give them that. We can talk about like. Okay, we'll, we'll even do the bullshit counts that they're doing, which is like, um, right, like, oh, this, this peasant died of pneumonia, that's Stalin, that's on yeah. Stalin's hands, which they don't count that towards Hitler, or they don't count that towards any of American leaders, so let's just go ahead and give them that. We'll, we'll even give them that, and we'll say whatever. How many people, again, like, like you said, Cole, how many people died from capitalism? How many people starve? We need to ta- we need to tally up the amount of people who starve or who die from treatable diseases each year people who die from diseases because that counts that should to count towards that, that yeah. counts towards capitalism's death any count homeless too. person who freezes to death any De- dead that's capitalism's fault so so even if socialism which it doesn't but even if socialism has just a mountain of fucking bodies it's nowhere near i mean it does yeah. have a mountain of bodies there's all fucking nazis true yeah Not their asses yeah. no i mean in so that 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 number that gets thrown around like so there was a, a work done sort of peak Cold War, right, called, like, the Black Book of Communism, right, which was basically this... Originally, uh, it was the N-word book of communism. Yeah, they, they, they did have to uh, scale that back a bit. Yeah. Um, but The Alabama, like, 
textbook conventions. Like, I don't understand what's wrong with <laughs> but um, Redskins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was this uh, basically this this effort by. Okay, Josh. Um, Lily, the go fucking go choking go. on Propel. <laughs> going, um, going. <laughs> this, like, effort by, you know, the anti-communist bloc to have this scholarly work that they could point to to, you know, say, you know, here's a way to substantiate our claims about communism killing people. Yeah. And the thing is, is that um, the work was an attempt, like, from the start, they were like, okay, we want to hit a certain number, um, and they, they decided on $100 million. And so what they did was, okay, we're going to do whatever we can to get up to that 100 million mark. And that included, um, okay, who are victims of communism? Well, obviously, German soldiers, like Nazi POWs yeah. in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Like, you know, like that was added to the tallies, like in, an invading army. So they count, so going further than that, they counted like, Nazis that were put into the gulags or something like that? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Eastern Front, I mean, um, yeah, if, if, you know, you were German and found yourself in the hands of the Soviets, you, I mean, they're going to kill you. But, like, uh, the Germans... But vice versa, too. I mean... Oh, yeah, the, the Germans, Germans the started. Germans murdered socialists, right? Like, that was their... Well, like, uh, invading the East, like, there was no, like, the from the very beginning, there was no compunction on the Soviet, on the, on the Germans to actually capture and treat well, Soviet prisoners and, and, well. Like and they, also, like, the thing is, like, even, even if you want to attribute, like, those deaths to them, right? And you say, okay, that those are victims of communism. But the thing is, like, even if those are, like, quote-unquote, like, victims of communism, they're fucking Nazis. The difference between, like, being a Nazi and being a Jew is you can choose to be a Nazi. Yeah. You can't choose to be Jewish. And, like, the Nazis, fascism is, is an ideology that is based around uh, hating the other, yeah. right? And hating the other because they are other. Whereas, like... Communism is an ideology of like, hey, maybe um, there shouldn't be people oppressing other people. Like, that's the big thing with communism is, is like, there shouldn't be this like master class of people who rule over me like lords. Yeah, it's um, and so and when we look at these the the um the events where people do die, like in the Soviet Union, with the famine in the Ukraine and this um sort of great agricultural like centralization when was efforts. That? When did that happen? Um it was uh in the thirties. It was okay. after Stalin took power. Because Lenin um, has a writing about people because there's a there's a period of starvation under Lenin as well, right? And Lenin yeah, I, which I read is, some yeah. of his writings and he talks about he says what he says what system of government has never had a mismanagement. He's like, at least we can admit that we've had mismanagement. And also, like Lenin is was working with post war, like like we're talking about like post civil war. He was building an empire. He was building it. He was trying to build a, a, a like a society that's never existed before. All the while, the and he talked about this. All the while, the entirety of the so so. You know, some of the, the, the population of Russia fucking hate his guts and would rather kill him. Yes. He talks about how there were, like, leftists who wanted to kill him, how there were a bunch yeah. of, like, people who were who were very against his his socialist project. And he's like, not only was Russia, were we fighting a war in Russia at the time, but we were fighting a war against the world because the yeah. world wanted to crush Russia as well. Yeah, they're, like, and they're funded expeditions from, like, the U.S., from the Britain, France. Like, all these people yeah. either, like, like you know, gathered up, like, volunteers, right, or funded the White Army. Like The, the, the U.S. had, 
U.S. not just do- dollars invested in the white army, but they had U.S. Marines helping yeah. like advise them. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like you look at you look at these um, you know these horrible socialist like hellscapes, right? Quote unquote. And you see that there's a lot of foreign interference. And that's what really annoys me about arguing because you don't want to be one of those like... But Venezuela! You don't... Yeah, yeah. but Venezuela. It's like how many blockades were put around those countries? How Sanctions, much? Yeah. How much the entire per, like economic what? way of looking at them is to crush them so they don't like exist. Like the UK literally said, oh, we... Because... We recognize uh, Guidado or whatever. Like you can't, the Venezuela can't access the gold they have in like our banks. Like, exactly, we're yeah, holding that, it hostage. Yeah, and it's 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 Venezuelan money, right? Yes, but it's also that you know the United States is unfortunately uh, an empire, so it has this this huge clout when it comes to trade. Yeah, and so when it tells people not to trade with Venezuela, unfortunately, the the rest of the world is going to fucking fall in line, and yeah. they're not going to trade with Venezuela. So, you know. That that's that's the thing. You have these people, and they're oh, they're eating rats in the street. They're not eating rats in the street. That's yeah. fucking racist and stupid to even say that. I mean, look at Carnival. Look at the the videos of Carnival, and, and these people are like oh, it's a, it's horrible. Look at look at all these people dancing on the beach and singing. It, it's the worst thing. I, it's the worst hellscape I've ever seen. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. You have these people, and unfortunately, you get it, it, it's like uh, the same thing with you know any communist. Or, or socialist because well, we've never had a communist country it's, it's, it's these things with like really existing socialism you have these people who come over here who are immigrants who say well look at the immigrants they're saying it's bad too but the immigrants that come over here like Cuba right yes. and you have these like wave of immigrants Castro said hey listen you're 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 bad for the socialist project you can fucking leave and yeah. he opens up and he says you guys can leave and they go to Florida and they're like you should have seen it he was <laughs> killing us all it's like Kasha was like hey maybe you guys shouldn't um, own, own slaves, slaves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly so I want to get back to like uh, Mao and the Great Leap Forward I, yeah, uh, I was, really quickly yeah, but yeah, I want to I want to touch on this comment because it just blew my mind so this exchange I had with a guy and I think I messaged you guys in the group chat and Matt responded mm-hmm. but um, so it goes I said this is so awful how dare this councilwoman want true democracy instead of a corporatocracy and someone said remind us again how having a government takeover of 500 or so large companies which also implies having government run those companies instead of the people that built them Again, referring to the owners, not the workers, yes. is representative democracy. We're ta- said, that's talking. That's econ- That's economics. That's not. Cor- yeah. Corporations are not people. They don't. Anyway. Well, actually. Um. So I said the actual really workers. I said I know, yeah. the actual workers that build that company should have democracy in their place of work. You know what's crazy? LLC, right? A corporation. You know what the LL stands for? An LLC. Limited yeah. liability. What? <laughs> Why is that? Yeah. So they don't have to take as much risk. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and so Philip Manning at Philip Manning 28 said the workers didn't build that company. Of course they, yes. they didn't put yes, all the did. money up to get that company started. They Shut didn't the take all up. the risks to make that company grow. They Shut didn't the put their up. name on the line Bezos. to make that company what it either. did today. His parents it cut clear, off the fucking money. He said it is clear you've never owned a business. Which, for disclosure, I have not. No, I do have a business degree, yeah, but I have not owned a business. This guy's like. Jacking off to his copy of Fountain. Bezos's parents gave him like two hundred, like literally to keep his business from failing. They put, they gave him two hundred fifty grand. 
Like he did not. He put his money in and it was fucking that, failing. Well, that, isn't and, that the greatest myth of all time? Is the the, the they're self-made, all self-made. The baby. self-made man. There's nobody that is self-made because I'm unfortunately Bezos didn't build the infrastructure that is used that his yes. trucks used to get to places. He didn't, he didn't build, build the, the roads. truck. He, he didn't, didn't build yeah. the roads. He didn't build computers. He didn't build books. He didn't build anything. What what happens in a capitalist system is people who have capital buy capital and then they get more capital. Yes. And that's the thing. Like these people who say that they made these companies, these even like I don't care if your business is the mom and pa shop built from the fucking ground up to the biggest corporation in America. That person didn't work wasn't the only person who built the business. And what happens and the reason we have this mindset is because of people like Bill Gates. People like Apple, right? Like Steve Jobs and stuff. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. We have this. We have this mythologizing of these people who we say are the the next. You know, they're the cool. They're the, they're the best of us. They're the best cool of best. Like they're the Uber. They're the Nietzsche. Look how smart Elon Musk is. For one, so uh, shout out to podcasts called uh, Behind the Bastards, which they go and like debunk yes. a bunch of myths about people. But they did a, a two parter, which I highly recommend on Elon Musk. And he's like, I, the guy hates Elon Musk because he didn't even – well, with PayPal, like he didn't come up with the name for PayPal. He was acquired by another company and gets the credit for PayPal. Yeah. Um, he started like X.com and then and then with Tesla, he bought Tesla. Yeah. Someone else had already created the name Tesla and he yeah. just bought him out. Yeah. And like they Where go into the great detail how, how Elon – left uh, apartheid South Africa. His grandpa yes. was super fucking racist. His parents owned like an emerald It's mine. super shady how his parents owned the emerald mine. And he is like more growing up. He had more wealth than you could even imagine. He comes to America and quote unquote builds a company with like, it's basically a yellow pages that's online. All of his companies are operate, uh, in the red. Did you know this? Yeah, no, Tesla like Tesla, doesn't make money. It has stock. That's Tesla what it is. Tesla literally loses money. It doesn't mm-hmm. just not make money. It, it did have its first profitable quarter this last like and, and first cool. first one. Awesome. Yeah, it's been fucking years. And SpaceX still loses money. Like they, um, and they have government grants. SpaceX has government grants. Tesla, um, one he didn't even build the company. He treats his employees like total shit. And so these people... But it's, he posts it's a, about cat girls. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so really quickly, this is the the whole point of sharing this tweet exchange is to get to this point. So I said, so I guess... This is replying to the Philip Manning guy. I said, so I guess Jeff Bezos could have built Amazon and never hired a single worker then. If he's the only one who built the company, then who does... I? Why does he need employees? And someone said... Using your logic, the crew I paid to renovate my bathroom has an absolute right to enter my home that's and not, use it anytime they'd that's like. That's not using your logic. Even oust me from it while I'm using it. I don't think so. That's l- literally not what you're saying. Retarded, no. retarded people on Twitter who say using your logic automatically don't use logic. Yeah. And I using s- your logic, I, I, I'm a big gay baby, huh? Is that it? I'm That's a, I'm basically a little, what they're saying. I'm a big know? baby, huh? I need diapers. It's like, what? And, and we lear- this is the sad thing is like in high school and middle school, we learned about what fallacies are and people just automatically use them all the time. And yeah. they're, they're like, the, and it's the fucking, it's the nerds who are like, 
oh, well, I read Thomas Hobbes' Leviathan, and I read <laughs> I read Wealth of Nations, and this is what is actually the invisible hand on the market, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, these guys are the ones who, like, study arguing, and they don't, they use fallacies all the fucking time. Yeah. And so um, I sent that, and Matt had a great, I sent that you, Matt, and Cole, and Matt had a yeah, great response. False equivalency. And yeah. um, so I said, this is my reply. I said, this is a false equivalency. Your home isn't their company. The proper, I had to correct them and be like, this is how you should have said it because yeah, they're a child. Idiot. I said, the proper analogy would be using your logic, the contractors I paid to renovate my bathroom would be entitled to equal pay instead of the owner of the company taking the majority of the profits and not doing any of the work. Yeah, and it, it it has nothing to do with your fucking home. Like, your home severely, isn't their source of income. It's it, their boss. It also severely, like, the thing that we're talking about, and, and you know, if, if these um, fucking autists actually read any marks, or, like, if they read a fucking Wikipedia article for five seconds, they could figure this out. What we're talking about isn't the bathroom itself. We're not talking about the physical building of Amazon. We're not talking about the physical distribution centers that Jeff Bezos owns. What we're talking about is capital, yeah. right? We're talking and labor. About, we're talking about wage value and labor value, right? We're talking about which mention that, and they don't even know what that is. Exactly. Like, and the thing is, and again, these are the autists that are like the invisible hand of the market. They don't know what the market is. They don't know anything. Like if you think about economics for five seconds in like a socialist mindset, right? If you like read any type of socialist ever, you'll realize that in this discussion. We're saying that that this worker uses these tools that Bezos buys, right? He owns because the state allows him to own these. So he owns this factory. And this factory, let's just let's just make it simple, right? Let's just say that these and, and the the great economist, uh, Marxist economist Richard Wolff has said this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm taking this from him. He says, okay, so Bezos owns, he puts a hundred dollars into these tools, right? These tools cost hundred dollars. Let's just say the trucks cost hundred. Everything costs hundred dollars, right? And you need you, you you need to make this chair, and the chair is worth two hundred dollars. But Bezos can't build a chair because he doesn't have the skill set. He doesn't have the time. He wants to produce a lot of these chairs. So what happens? So he hires workers who add a hundred dollars of value to these hundred dollars of material to build this chair that's worth two hundred dollars. Now, this chair's worth $200, so he just says, all right, that's, that's what the market's willing to pay, right? There's a bunch of different factors of why the market's willing to pay that, but let's just say that that's what the market's willing to pay. So, um, in a fair and just system, in a democratic system, right, if you want to call it, even though it's economic, but yeah. in, a, in, a, in a truly like, okay, everyone gets what they... Egalitarian. Right, an egalitarian type thing, Bezos, who put up the $100... In tools, we'll get his $100 back. And then the person who has $100 worth of value will get the $100 worth of value. But what's happening is these people get $12 worth of value and then Bezos pockets the rest, right? So it's not that the workers own – It's the, the whole point isn't that the workers own the chair. It's that the workers own their labor mm-hmm. that they're selling. Yes. So Bezos has no labor that he's selling. He owns the tools yes. that the laborer yeah. uses to make the chair. Yeah. And so, most of the time, sorry to cut you off, but most of the time, like, these people acquired it unethically. Like, it's not like they just had this good money. They get it through, like, fucking people over Generational wealth is the, is the number one contributor 
in in like in what whatever economic system that your parents or grandparents or whatever were in, it's more than likely you're gonna still not economic system the economic bracket you're gonna still be in that economic bracket whether you're poor or you're middle class whatever. So if if you have parents that are poor, the greatest predictor of you being poor or rich is your parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's generational because wealth because gener- in America wealth in, in, in capitalism. Wealth generates wealth because mm-hmm. yes. because this is the only dumbass system to where you can own something, literally just own it and sit on it and accrue wealth off of it. You could own property. Property accrues wealth, right? Being a landlord is a is a is a job for people and they, they literally buy up and it's a job. Yeah. They buy up properties and they don't do anything. Then they hire and managers then, and they hire They hire all these laborers. people and they get wealth. It's literally, I buy something, I get money out of it. And that's the thing, like I was saying earlier, is that literally what you're talking about is in a, in a true egalitarian, democratic type system, then, then the guy who puts up the $100 worth of tools and the guy who puts $100 worth of value into the chair would have the same say-so in society because they're both individuals. But the biggest problem is that they don't because Bezos, with his his stealing that, that wage labor from the guy who makes the chair to make Bezos money, he can pay off the, the, the state, which is oppressive and allows Bezos to own those things yeah. in the first place. So. Another thing I want to kind of debunk really quickly is everybody likes to say, well, the reason why the owners should get more money is because they're putting in all the risk. And for a long time, I was like, you know, that, make, that makes sense. They're, they are risking it. They could lose it all overnight. Yeah. And and that's kind of wrong because the, the worker – this is explained to me on some YouTube video. Like the worker, the risk is there too. Like, they could be cut from their jobs overnight, yeah. lose, lose their, their health care, yeah. everything's tied to the employer. Like, they take on as much or more risk than the person who they, owns the company. And the person who owns the company, what do they lose? They don't they, lose anything. This it, And it's so fucking... All the time, these dumbass like like Silicon Valley startups where it's like, oh, it's Tinder for dogs. It's like they, they they're like money laundering. It's like you, when you have so much money at a certain point, you just fucking th- and like and if it fails, you're you're held at no liability. Like the fucking WeWork guy, like that whole business was a money sink and it fucking exploded in their faces. And he walked away with like still like with nothing. He took on no risk. There was no risk involved. The bankruptcy laws in America are so fucked. There's no risk. It's like, oh, you could just pay back Donald Trump. And that falls on that fall. Who's that fall on? The worker. Yes. Martin Luther King. We're going to keep quoting it until the the system of capitalism is dismantled through me just saying it. It's right. It's aggressive fucking socialism for the rich and it's rugged capitalism for the poor. It really is because because the workers, the, the taxpayers, right, who are most affected because because millionaires and billion millionaires and billionaires and trillionaires, they don't pay their taxes, right? Like mm-hmm. the working people pay their taxes. And the the when businesses, when big banks get bailed out and when businesses get bailed out, they they use taxpayer money to do it. And, and it shows you, and I mean, like, we've talked about this before in the pod. It shows you that money's fucking fake. It literally is fake. Money's fake. And uh, Matt, I forgive you said this on a pod or just while we were talking. But basically, it was like, 
Don't tell me that the workers take less risk than the owner or have no risk because you were saying, look at these video game companies. They make a profit. They're positive in cash flow, but they didn't make enough money. So they have to fire those workers who help them make not enough money. Right. And, and, and that's the thing the, the workers were the ones that increased the value of the product and it's like BuzzFeed, right? BuzzFeed, uh, was it like two years ago? Mm-hmm. Had mass layoffs. Mass yeah. layoffs because they had their most profitable quarter in history, in BuzzFeed history. But they didn't, they made 1% less than they wanted to. They didn't, they didn't, so like it was a market share. So like um, it was, you have these kind of guys who predict, who, who, who you know, Get, meet together and say, okay, for BuzzFeed, for Activision Blizzard, it's the same way. So uh, this next quarter, we need to grow our market share by 8%. And then it comes out, they make more money than they ever did. Um, uh, you know, they've, uh, you know, just killing it everywhere. But their market share, oh, they only expanded at 7%. And that's a failure in their eyes because growth is really what's only, that's only important. Because we can't just make money. We have to be the only ones making money. Or we have to uh, own enough of the market that we can forever expand and swallow it all up. Which yeah. isn't possible. There's no such thing as infinite but, expansion. But and, and so in absence of that, like that growth, they have to make it up. And the easiest way to make it up is just to cut people, because mm-hmm. um, like that that'll like you know whatever help your bottom dollar. You can just lay, yeah lay off eight hundred people, despite the fact that you've made and it's like like literally it doesn't occur to any of them right that from quarter to quarter you're not going to be able to capture that much because it's just at a, after a certain point you get diminishing returns like like you can't keep making the next like market breaking game you can't keep uh, you know mm-hmm. you know eventually your lists are going to run out buzzfeed i'm sorry you're going to yeah. like take this quiz to figure out what kind of like well, cheese you are like well, it's going to not be as yeah that's the most ins- that's one of the most insidious aspects of capitalism itself is and the reason why a lot of people say that like Capitalism is vampiric in nature, right? And yes. That's, that's a lot of people will say, you know, vampires are actually just a huge metaphor Dracula. for capitalism. Yeah. Because the the infinite growth at the, the literal, like, blood sacrifice of people, right? Because the, the thing is, like, yeah, companies can't have ridiculous amounts of money. They have to have all of the money. And and it's, it's paired with this it's paired with two things it's paired with a, a violent state right a violent state that will protect capital's interests and capital itself is it's a non-sustainable model but it's also obfuscated by this like kafka-esque mm-hmm. state where if we you, all turn into roaches overnight. You, well, no. If you look, it's like the castle, right? If you yeah. look, if you're trying to find, and it's it's intentional this way, and the states made it this. It's intentional this way because if you try to find, because humans love to, much like Homie, who says that Bezos is a self-made man, we love to find the singular villain. Yeah. Right. And I think the last time you could say that there was like a singular villain, Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. yeah. It's a big, big. Big singular. Look at his history. He's never gone away. We talk about him. He's so he's much. The archetype. He's the archetype for evil, right? If we want to get like Jordan B. Peterson uh, Jungian about this. Side right? note: I read a, a book about the role of like methamphetamine. You were telling me about this. The, yes. Um, the the Nazi Germany and Hitler himself and his personal physician and like good shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's Give really me some funny. Nazi meth. Adam, there's like 
um, towards the end, like Hitler was taking so much shit. Like, so like he was taking. He just took it up, bro. Well, no, no, it was worse. No, it was like, um, like, uh, like his physician would give him sort of like, um, like meth. There was one. It was meth started out because it was like, like basically Nazi Germany invented like modern methamphetamine. Uh God Um, bless him. Or or I think it was actually the Weimar, and then it led into the Mm -hmm. Nazi Germany. Um, and then, uh, but that was too weak after a certain point. So they, he started giving him like a combination meth slash um, uh, morphine. Listen, you got to balance your uppers and, and downers. You gotta- <laughs> but also his physician, like when the Nazis invaded the Ukraine, like was like, I'm going to be the like, like chief organ harvester of animals in the Ukraine. So I'm going to use my position as like Hitler's second hand like, man. Wilhelm, we, we knew you were ambitious, but we didn't know. Where yeah. It's like, <laughs> no, they were like, like I, I own all the abattoirs, the slaughterhouses in the Ukraine, and we're going to take all the organs out and then send them back to Germany, turn them into like, like supplements. And then he was giving Hitler so much like, and these were made from like, like liver, like, like just like fatty, like like bits of like the animal and injecting into Hitler and after a certain point like um, he like his his blood was like thick from it <laughs> because it was just like the fucking enzymes or whatever. Hitler, and, like, it's time for your bacon shots. Like he was like, okay, I'm gonna like we're gonna do some bloodletting so Hitler can like get some relief because like it was at the end of the war and there was no more meth to come around. And then like he did it and it's like the blood came out and then immediately coagulated because it was just so thick. God. Anyway. It's kind of interesting. So we're talking about this where like we're talking about um, how well one how fucking stupid like science was back in the day and especially like Nazi science was so fucking well obviously it's stupid because it's based off of like you know, the inherent blood of, like, the the certain race is superior or whatever. Um, but I was listening to this podcast, and they're talking about Italian socialism uh, around uh, Antonio Gramsci, right? Which he's one of the guys in the critical theory book. He wrote an essay called Hegemony. Mm-hmm. And that's a definite, that's a must-read. I put the little asterisk by it. Mm-hmm. But he was around the time when Mussolini started taking power. Like, he was right before Mussolini, and Mussolini imprisoned him. And they're, they're talking about how there's this rise of um, socialism, right? It's like the the commie turn or whatever, like the this like common turn, yeah. The commie more, international, yeah. yeah. There's like this this uh, this socialism wave where there's like more Italian socialists and there's like you know German socialists and all this stuff, and and the rise of socialism in these countries. I mean, you know, you know more about it than I would. So mm-hmm. so if, you, if if I'm talking out my ass, please correct me, but. There was like a rise in like communist thought within these countries, but also fascism was on the rise. And one of the things that like a lot of the Italian Marxists apparently were saying yeah. was that that uh, they they didn't take it like seriously enough. I feel like. well. Um, like the what happened Mussolini. with specifically Italy and um, Germany is that what you had was. In power, um, Italy was weird. They still had, uh, like, uh, they were kind of like, they still had a king, but they're, um, they had a big... King Gabagool. Yeah. It's like King Spaghetti. Um, they had, but they had, like... Mr. Spaghetti, what are we going to do about the fascists? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was, like, the king was just a figurehead, mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain, but they still had him around, but sort of the government... Um, like you had like a big like one of the biggest sort of communist movements sort of post 
the Russian Revolution was in Italy, um, to the point where you had um, they call them like the Red Years, or, or like the like you had these big union movements, like these uh, communist groups um, uh, turning the Italian countryside into like a, like a like a shooting gallery almost in the sense that they were they were really pushing their Hell political yeah, clout. And the thing is, is that. Um, like in Germany, the, the the sort of folks in power were like Italian social democratic parties or like more like center left mm-hmm. uh, parties. And it, it came to a point where um, it was like, OK, we can either and also, too, is kind of like failure of like like yeah, this international movement to like support. The, it was it was a, a, a conflagration of things, but like in like in Germany, it was like the social democrats selling out and being like, yeah. "We're not going to." <laughs> We've ally. never seen that yeah. before. We're not going to ally with the communists. Yeah, we're going to. Me, I, got some, yeah. I got some choice words for Mr. Bernard Sanders. Yeah, I got some choice words for. Yeah. Uh, we can hit that after this. Yeah. This but yeah, but it was is like that in the sense that they. Um, uh, worked with the more right wing groups, uh-huh. uh, including sort of the nascent fascist movement, to because um, sort of preservation of the Italian state and Italian capitalism uh, was to them more important than they will do anything the, to and keep... turning into like a Soviet state. Well, you also had these like soldiers returning, right? Like from from war. Like oh yeah, one, yeah. And like they, they were kind of like, oh, we get, we don't have anything for you. You just got to be poor. And it's like the fascists oh, yeah, yeah. were a little more appealing. I feel like to them. No, just, yeah, to these like guys with like military experience. Exa- yeah, I exactly. mean, we have to give capitalism credit. Like its symbiotic or parasitic relationship is like it will fight tooth and nail to just exist, and 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 it will compromise by any means. It has no heart. It has no justice. It will just. It's it, capitalism's entire per purpose is to exist and never stop existing Um, that's why it's more it's capitalism is more um it's more allowing of fascism right oh yeah that's what we we, you know it's like in in italy germany Mm -hmm. like even in america now like a, a cap the capitalist system that we live under is more it's more it allows more like of a fascist under and overtones because fascism isn't a direct threat to capital. Nope. It'll keep going. And communism or socialism, like any type of socialist policies, is a direct threat to capital. And so that's why you have to do these these maneuvers that don't appease anybody, but like try that you try to have this like air of appeasing people. Or you allow these virulent racist shitheads to like kill what they perceive as the problem mm-hmm. because you have these people who like if they didn't think that Jews or black people or Hispanics were the problem, then they would realize that capitalism was the root of their problem and then they would fight against capital. And it's easier it's it's a lot it's a lot um easier for the state itself to allow this like almost midsummer blood sacrifice-esque yeah. thing of these minority groups because the minority groups aren't can't push back against the state right yeah but they're they're more oh they're, they're they're more willing to allow these this nationalist movement to kill them to organize to fight these like others because they're not they the, those guys the nationalists and the, the the fascists won't organize to fight capital 
Let's yeah. use that to, to segue. Cole, did you have something really? I was quick? just going to say too. There's um, a phenomena uh, of sort of these early 20th century like Marxist, like like so Mussolini starting out as a Marxist. Uh, Oswald, I heard that. Yeah. Oswald Mosley in in Apparently Britain. He read uh, Sterner. I was listening to this, yeah. and they, they, he started reading Sterner, and then was like, "Wow, this sounds good." But it's, it's well, really weird, like, yeah. like also like Nietzsche, right? Like Nietzsche was a big like a lot of Nazis really liked Nietzsche because yeah. of like his Ubermensch thing. And if you like read Nietzsche, he like he fucking hates oh, like, yeah. Nazi yeah. ideology. Like yeah. he, he like he talks about in, in um, I think it's uh, Beyond Good and Evil. He it's like right when he's he starts going crazy and starts talking to horses and shit. Yeah. He writes letters to all the world leaders and tells them to attack Germany because of the rise of this fascist yeah. movement. Um yeah, no, um and also like his his niece was like a a, a Nazi and like when she His sister. Or his sister, his yeah. His sister was a Nazi yeah. and then she she gave Hitler a copy of his works, his like collected works for like Hitler's mm-hmm. birthday. She's like, here you go. And he's like, oh, yeah. thank you. I, I love yeah. reading about um, As he was like uh, fucking coming down from his morphine high. Um, uh, I was going to say that like, yeah, but like the thing is that people will point that out as a gotcha, but, the th- but like Mussolini was like an opportunist. He wanted political power. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the Marxists were the um, look like the rising power in Italy, so he was involved with them. Like uh, Mosley is like there was a quick breakaway there, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was very. It was like really soon yeah. after he was a Marxist. Um, yeah, and like uh, and Mosley is a good example. Um, he started out with the Labor Party, which at the time was more um, socialist. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still social democrat, but more socialist definitely than it is now. Um, and he started out believing that, but you know his break his turn to fascism was really like the fact that he didn't get into power like he is like uh labor the labor government was voted out the conservatives took over and he lost his position his turn into fascism which is like his his creation of his like creation i mean mosley mosley didn't create okay actually when mosley was um he he went on a tour of like europe to be like talking about mussolini no, Mussolini, you know, I was. Ta- I know more about Mosley than Mussolini, to be okay. honest. Um, but he was like, okay, so I don't like, I know I don't believe in the conservative party. Like, I don't think, I don't align with them. The Labor Party is a no-go for me. So, so that, he, that, w- yeah. Something that was interesting that I read recently was that fascism is more, it's, it's as big of a threat to conservatism as it is to like well, a socialism because yeah. conservatism is like this this value of like family and old values and stuff like that whereas fascism's like fuck all that like well it it, it depends i think um fascism uh def well in Germany definitely played on the yes um and i would think for more conservatives it's like in a fascist government, there is no need to have like folks like that, like your old school conservative types, right? Because fascism really is like the pure, unfiltered version of like a more conservative thinking. Like, why have the guy who's like just kind of racist when I could have the guy who's full blown like genocidal, like bringing out the calipers? Like, stuff. why not, right? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's like um, there like fascism was sort of like. Uh, for many people, uh, like Mosley, uh, like went around looking for like what's a third way, 
because you know he just conceived of the world. A lot of people conceived of the world in, you know, we've got the left, we got you know, well, we got the left, the right, but what's the third way? And fascism came to be these idea of this is the third way. This is the um, way forward that like is like um, it's going to be like the whatever the wedge that pushes us forward. And he learned from uh, Mussolini, learned from hit like um, from Hitler, who wasn't in power at the time, but the Nazis existed and was like, oh, well, I'll just bring that over to, to Britain. That's great. We um, love it. Yeah. But yeah, we've definitely uh, transitioning to, I think, probably our last Something topic. But, Josh wants to talk about. Yes. Um, well, I want Matt to tee I'm, I'm setting up Matt to tee off, just tee off. King. Yeah. Um, no, but we've definitely never seen social Democrats bow to fascism in America before. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, and let me also just say this. Um, we don't need to be reading Marx. We need to be reading Angela Davis and listening to everything she says yeah. and um, Bernard Sanders. So, yeah, um, we've had this discourse where liberals love um, doing this thing where they take one person who said one thing and only focusing on that one thing yes. ignoring literally everything else they've ever yeah. said or done or whatever. Um, so not necessarily bowing to fascism, I would say bowing to liberalism at its um, nth degree uh, has been a couple of our problematic faves. Bernard Sanders and you know Angela Davis, uh, like but her Chomsky. her thing was just she literally just got like she, she was said even- she said that. Biden would be less of a threat to a leftist movement than Trump. Fully disagree with her. Uh, yeah, I completely disagree with her. I feel like actually Biden is more of a threat to a leftist. Which movement is not than Trump. like, it's, but it's not also not an endorsement. Like I feel right. like people were taking she, it. Like she, she did say vote for Biden. She didn't say I'm endorsing Biden. She said yes. you, you should vote for Biden. Mm-hmm. So an endorsement in, in so few words because he is more. Uh, he'd be more willing to allow like a left coalition. Bullshit. I don't. I don't know. Which I completely Bullshit. disagree with. He's um, so I actually, no, yes. I don't just completely disagree with that. I, I violently disagree with her on that respect because yes. I do think that if Biden gets into power, it's, it'll be more of a existential threat to a leftist movement in the U.S. Um, not now. Not when Biden's in power, but years later. I, I, uh, I fully believe that. Um, but here's the thing. We were talking earlier about again, like like the uh, asshole idiot who decided to respond to your Bezos post and talk about how you know he's a self-made man. And we have again, and I've said it before, and I'll say it a thousand times until people fucking understand: um, socialism and communism isn't hero worship. It's not yes. the worship of the individual. It's In quite fact, the opposite. Like, like when people, the the thing is like we. We stand a king, we stand Marx, right? We'll defend Marx tooth and nail because he's a great, like, social scientist and economist and scientist in, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stand Lenin and we stand these types of people. But the biggest problem is, like, we don't, you, as a communist or as a, as a person who's on the left, we don't care about the people themselves. Just the ideas they represent. The ideas that Karl Marx fur, like, furthered and, 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 Talk about but, but how can you stand someone who is a racist? And that's the thing. Like, if if you know if <laughs> talk about the archetypal villain, if, if Hitler were to be Marx, right? Like in a weird parallel reality, right? Not let's just say that he's not a Nazi. Whatever. Anyway, if, if Marx was anyone else, we would follow that, that anyone else. Is what I'm yes. trying to say. And so few. It's like if Marx suddenly 
It didn't um, exist, and Marx was, and Joe Biden was Marx, and we would follow Joe Biden. Or, you know if, he, or if in his writings he suddenly said, actually, fascism is cool, we wouldn't be like, I guess we got to do that. It'd be like, no. And, the, and that's the thing. You can also disagree with certain points they make, too. And that's the thing, like, I've said that's the thing a lot, but anyway. <laughs> that's uh, the thing, that's you see? That's the thing! You see? <laughs> You um, may think that this other thing is the thing, but that's not that's true. That's not the thing. No. That's not the thing. Mm. <laughs> um, but Marx said these. He said he like like we said he he advocated for these great ideas, and that's why we we like him, right? We like his he, we like his thought. We don't like him as a person because none of us and no one's ever met Marx, right? Who's living? Um, we like his thoughts. And, and what he created and what came yeah. out of that. And we can say that we enjoyed uh, we enjoy some thoughts of Bernie Sanders. We enjoy some thoughts of Davis. We enjoy some thoughts of Chomsky. But the problem is, like, just because they had those thoughts doesn't mean they're correct 100% of the time. Or it doesn't even mean they're correct most of the time. It means that those thoughts that they had that we agreed with, we agreed with and we moved on. Yes. But people thought that Bernie bros were worshiping Bernie Sanders and they're pissed off because when Bernie comes out and supports Biden they're like oh isn't that your guy you're supposed to follow your guy and you have and, to do what he says and people said uh, you know resoundingly at least online at least people I've talked to have said no I'm not voting for Biden because I don't follow Bernie Sanders because he's Bernie Sanders and he's the next you know and his word is like he, his, yeah. his, is the word of God we we Follow. His, we like his ideas that he Advocate, advocates yeah. for, and, and that's the same on. thing with Davis, right? That everyone ignores everything that else Davis that says, she's ever said. That prison she's ever abolition, said, communism, exactly. And then it's like, well, she said vote for Biden. So, and that's a, that's one of the biggest. This is one of the biggest right like writings on Twitter that fucking pissed me off recently was that someone was saying, oh, well, like, yeah, like she knows something that you don't. Right, like and that, she that, obviously knows something that you don't. That fucking account, like, like was a war, like, was a like, like you know, that's the first time she had ever said anything about Davis. All her shit and, was like war and shit. It's, it's like, literally a, a war and some, some, yeah. some of our mufos like like that, right? Because they go, yeah, Davis has said some good things, but it doesn't matter if she said good things. She can say wrong things too. And like, still is, be a good person. That is being that is a bludgeon. Like they they are wielding her as a bludgeon yep. and going bonk. It's you have to thing, do what she it's says. The same thing with Chomsky, right? Like he's ninety two. So, so I don't Trump. like. I don't like a lot of what Chomsky says, but like what he's doing and what he has been doing is literally advocating. He's literally manufacturing consent. Trump Trump is the most dangerous president in uh, the past fifty years. I hate that too. And voting, voting for voting for Biden, uh, I disagree with what he's saying. What what is Bernie? What has Bernie? Here's the thing: people say this too. They say, "What is like Bernie doesn't owe you anything." No. Bernie Sanders, Bernard Sanders, the person doesn't owe me anything. The politician who ran for president does owe me something yes, he because he he ran for it's quite president. literally public office. Yeah, he ran he ran for public office. So as a public official, servant, he, yeah, public servant, quote, quote. he owes me what he said that he was going to do. And unfortunately, what what is the, what is Bernie conceding gotten him? What is Bernie conceding got? Got him and he's doing it again with this fucking coalition. Biden, yeah. Biden, he because he he harped on this rhetoric of Trump being the most dangerous president that's ever Which existed. Which is just not and we've, true. It's yes. not true. 
and we've critiqued him before, right? We've we we said this even when we were like, mm-hmm. let's go, Bernie. We're voting for Bernie. We said that he we hated him being yeah, on this that rhetoric. stump speech. He's just like that. And the thing is, when he came out and said this, and he belie- he starts believing it because he said it so much. So he puts all of his effort and all of his money and all of his uh, you know funding and stuff behind Biden. And what has he got? Biden hasn't. He's he's not. Biden hasn't supported any type of Medicare for all. He he said, oh, it's going to be a no on fra- ending fracking. Right. All, all the economic policies, all of the, the all the actual eco- important ecological policies, policies all the social po- Biden hasn't the, the Bernie Biden coalition hasn't done anything that Bernie wanted, not even like budged on anything. Yeah. So what has that gotten you? That's gotten you uh an endorsement that means nothing to your followers, right? That's gotten you a person who won't play ball with you, who is honestly actively against you you at this point, an establishment that is actively against you and that will hurt the leftist movement for years to come. So, so what's your recourse? You're you're saying I'm supposed to follow that? No. You know what I say? Fuck Bernie Sanders at that point. Can can someone point out to me a time in modern history, that appeasement towards like the other, cl- whatever we want to call it, other faction has actually like moved someone closer to your ideology. Like, like does appeasement actually work? It doesn't seem like it's working now because it's not yeah. a dialogue. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. It's, it's not, kowtowing. It's yeah, it's bending the knee. It's not. We're not. We're not thinking dialectically here, right? So like, if, we, if not, we bend the knee to them, they'll come our way. It's like, why would they? You literally. That the king throws the only. Across. If we, what we've seen out of these protests, um, the Isn't only way like, to move the needle, the only way to move the needle is to resist. See, Isn't that the Reagan? Isn't that the Reagan ethic? Right? Isn't that the, like the full realization of like Reaganite policies? Is like hoping that this like hoping that the the, the yeah, Yes, sir. I'll get your crumbs, sir, please. The the crumbs of the rich trickle down to the poor so I can feed my fucking kids, right? Isn't that that what Bernie is, like, practicing right now? If we appease Joe Biden, he might become more... He's the most progressive candidate since FDR. (laughs) (laughs) Would you ever imagine Bernie saying that, like, a couple... A year ago? No. Biden's the most progressive candidate since FDR. Bernie has... We have outlived. Bernie's outlived his usefulness mm-hmm. to, yeah. to the political project. Now, Bernie has done great things in his life, right? We can all agree with that. But Bernie has outlasted the political project, and the political project doesn't need him anymore. He's yeah. no more useful to our movement because we don't than need. Warren. Yes, we don't need another. Like people are like, "Who's the next Bernie?" We don't need another. Bernie, we need something new. The same, I like the, the same things he represents. That's what we. One need. day, my dream is and that AOC will be president. Also, <laughs> let, let's just say this too. What what has what has like the leftist, like the the intel, intelligentsia of the left? What have they done for us recently, other than harp on and both sides? Right, we're talking about like like the, the like uh, both sides of like the leftist spectrum have harped on like cancel culture or like the aestheticization of of leftist politics right it's it's um well we're not you know i'm mayor bill de blasio here and we're not gonna uh focus on the police we're gonna paint a black lives matter mural but then you have the other side right the other side of the left who say we're gonna sign this letter 
for Harper's Weekly talking about the danger of cancel culture when black people are dying. He's saying, yeah, shut up. And, and this, this, this global pandemic that's happening, they're so worthless. Like, our politicians are so, like, every single one of them are I so think, worthless. I think you guys probably agree with this because I, I believe you were talking about this before, but um, one of them, like, Chapo recently has been the most wrong they've ever, ever been. That, it's yeah. like, Jesus it's like, Christ. see, you left, they, they hate real socialists because they're like, oh, you guys advocating for this stuff, like, uh, defund the police. It's all a pipe dream. You should Journalists be arguing, you should yeah. be arguing for realistic goals. And it's like, yeah, it's like, Amber, it's, yeah, it's, I, it's, I, I made a whole thing about that. And yeah. I texted you guys about that. That's so ridiculous. As a yeah. fucking socialist, like as a self-prescribed socialist, talking Isn't about that realism, an, a form of appeasement too. Like we need to think what they'll actually bend the knee on. Like, well, it's like as soon us. as, as soon as like prison ref- or prison ref- Form or like police defunding became like the materialist conception slightly mainstream as soon as like even like one or two libs started talking about it it's like yeah we have to oh we have to contrary where's the materialist analysis you're saying that that this mythical working class minority population wants more police have you ever been around a minority population have you ever seen if you you actually go to those communities they want some of them want more police. They, they, they want, want police. like it's like someone made the point. It's like okay, they may save more cops, but they may mean just a safer neighborhood. But also on top of that, like better in, in funding, like 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 infrastructure, infrastructure, schools, yes. healthcare, all access this shit, to, yes. access to better jobs. What they really, when all they, they, they ever they want, get is more cops. When they say all they, they ever want, get is more police. When they say they want more police, what they mean is they want more police to act like they're white people. Yep. Like, act yes. like the population that the police that they, they because those neighborhoods, when there are more police, it's awful. It gets it's worse. It's a fucking war zone. It gets, like, objectively speaking, look at statistics, it gets fucking worse. There's more crime when there's more police. Because they, they're there and they're, like, it, they're pinching, it, they're doing a pinch on They've the whole never, community. They, and the thing is, like, having this is so rich coming up with this idea. Literally so rich. Yeah. yeah. Coming up with this idea of this like fake, this this perfect like minority working class community while living in New York and being part and and being like being a journal like they hate journalists but what do they do they're journalists like what does Amber and, do for a living Matt, besides Chapo she writes articles Matt Taibbi who they had on is a journalist what? <laughs> talk about the danger but so they talk about how. These communities want more police, right? And then they harp on, but people said a mean thing to me, talked about that I might be a rapist. Like, this is the danger to the Western society. Isn't, isn't like, again, like I've said this before, these people, they hate certain, they hate these certain aspects of society because they want to be them. They, they hate journalists because they want to be journalists. They hate Intellectuals because they want to be intellectuals. They hate teachers because they want to be teachers. So, so what and they that? hate leftists. I don't know if you already said that, but they hate I, <laughs> no. people left. They of hate. Them. They hate left. Yeah, exactly. Because they want to be leftists. But the thing is, like, it's so funny because they'll say like journalists aren't workers. They'll say like, which I mean, come on, journalists aren't workers. They'll say teachers aren't workers. They'll say professors aren't work workers. They like anything that they view as like liberal aren't mm-hmm. workers. But these cops, workers. Yeah. Anything else, guys, before we uh, close it out? Um, Anything else on your mind? I think that this 
push tw- this this to 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 talk about realism and to talk about material needs is ironic when you talk about this ethereal thing of cancel culture which it cancel culture yet like yes we can talk about the material like in a material analysis of cancel culture but it's so ironic that what you're saying is like these empty platitudes right to to use her words to amber's words these empty platitudes of abolish prisons of defund the police when you say there shouldn't be cancel culture what do you mean by that like mm-hmm. what yeah. is that not an empty platitude not in, a platitude in yeah. and of itself because that that's a platitude and it's pretty fucking empty because what, what do you mean by cancel culture do you want people to stop getting fired because that's the do thing. you want pedophiles to keep their jobs that's the, that's the language act right that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the thing that they hate liberals doing that they do themselves when, when I speak when we have a dialogue right when we have a dialectic um, when we talk about this th- this stuff we have an inherent we have a thing in the back of our mind that inherently says hey listen like I'm going to try to get to what they say so when I say abolish prisons what does that mean is it an empty platitude it or am I saying different abo- things abolish too, which they admit they admit it means different things and they're like well they're not really so, saying to fund the police so what are you what are you arguing for are you arguing against um, are you arguing against two broad statements when you also make two broad statements or are mm-hmm. you are you um, just wanting people to be more coherent in their thoughts? Then maybe fine, you know, like that's maybe, fine. Maybe Jordan B. Peterson. I'll end with this. Maybe Jordan yes. B. Peterson's right. Uh, you need to set your own house in order before you can criticize others. <laughs> Which is like a common thing throughout history that many people have said many different ways, and like yeah. it's kind of common sense. Which is stupid. Cool. Final final thoughts here. Um. Uh. 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 The Lincoln Project <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking sucks. Um, I don't even know what that is. The it's it's literally a group of like never Trump people, and they're all ex Tea Party motherfuckers. The guy the the guy so behind the it. Lincoln Project and a sixteen nineteen project too. Yes. Two different things. Yes, they're two different things. The there's Lincoln Project like sixty nine sixty nine project. The Lincoln Project is conservatives who are don't like Trump. The the guy behind it is a literal like Tea Party architect. If you go back in his tweets, all he all he talked about in like 2013 and 2014 was how if if I was that cop, I would have fucking shot Michael Brown his fucking stupid face. Like literally just like Rick Wilson, like literally all these people just fantasizing about murdering black people. That's who these fucking dumbass liberals are retweeting. Like them using an ad with Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan cackled at the thought of gay people dying from AIDS. He liked the idea. He told the fucking CDC do as little as possible. Let these homos die in a fire. I don't care. I want them all to die. This is a plague and I don't care about it. And people are saying, oh, he would have never stood for this. He did stand for it. If it killed the right people, he would have fucking loved it. So shut Trump the fuck up. Trump derangement syndrome is strong, brother. Let me tell you, Trump derangement syndrome has hit both the left and the right. One hard. of my favorite things uh, of last year, I think it was last year, was uh, Reagan's daughter or granddaughter being like, I found out Reagan used the N-word and I'm very ashamed. It's like, well, did you not know anything else he did? Honey, he did way worse than that. (laughs) Yeah, look at South America. Um, 6019 Project, I've heard a lot of criticisms about that as well. Yeah, it's it's this... um, Is it Roxanne Gay or whatever? No, it's not her. It's the the lady with... um, Wells or whatever. 
Well, that's not her real name. That's her Twitter. That's it's, her Twitter at, yeah. Yeah, she's got red. She look, kind of looks like Pennywise. Look sh- hey, um, hey, Jamie. Hey, young Jamie. Look that shit up. Yeah. Ooh, Ida, B- Ida Bay Wells. Yeah, she kind of looks like Pennywise. Um, her hair does. <laughs> oh, no. That's what I think every yeah. time I pull it up. It's, um, What's her name? Ida Bay Wells. No, no, her name's like Hannah, Hannah Jones. Jones. Yes. Okay. Reporter for New York Times Magazine. Yeah, the 1619 was um, Covering New York Times. Um, it's uh, it's this attempt to sort of um, go back to America's roots and apply sort of the concepts of racism and white supremacy throughout its founding to now. And it's like, it's ahistorical in the extent that... It's explaining we, Trump, right? It's explaining how we got, yeah, how we got to Trump. And it's like, that's you can't go back to 1619 to do that. You should probably go back to post-Reconstruction America to explain that. Um but the our ideas about race like and close to being Hegelian and like anyway. and like so, so yeah and like white supremacy like like no one like people like English supremacy, um, Anglo-Saxon supremacy. They did not conceive of themselves as white. Like the early American settlers conceived of themselves as Englishmen, and as Englishmen they were superior to <laughs> Africans, but all, they were also superior to Irish and French and other people who weren't. Who didn't come from the same cultural background. It was cultural um, um, prejudice, not race. Like they didn't see black people and go, "Oh, they're black and therefore they're lesser." They saw them. Their and culture thought, shit. Like, they they, they do culture. Yeah, they do things differently. They women Savages. work. Like women work in the field. They wear little clothing. They're not Christian, so obviously um, they they're are lesser than us. Uh. And you can like there's a there's a great book. I think I mentioned it here that does. Uh, illustrate how that conception of African Americans or just Africans by the English like lent itself to um, race eventually when we got to that point um, because there were laws that the early English settlers put on the books that did codify Africans as less but ba- based along those lines based along cultural lines um, and then um, and then yeah you can tie you can tie that to um, uh, America as like a white supremacist or racist, but it's like you you can't go all the way back and apply that because that doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't it really fit. Does look like Pennywise. Yes, like yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what that that's that attempt and um, her some of her conclusions are just like well, um, I've it's heard just historians are tearing it apart. Who did yeah. she, like who did she consult? Like, does she have historians on staff like helping her? I think I don't know. I I've think heard, yeah. I've heard I've heard some things like from from different podcasts. So I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. But it was like apparently historians are kind of tearing it apart and being like, "This isn't true. This isn't accurate." Well, it's and it's like I think it's an attempt to sort of like what I don't know rectify the historians. Well, they'll it's, fucking debate anything. It's also starting with the conclusion and you're working your way. Back. Oh yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think just, just not how you look at history. It looks no, wrong. Um, it's like a teleo- it's a teleological way to look at it, as in there in her conception there is a there is an end point and so history is then leading to that it's not like the culmination of different things it's this is uh point a point b i'm starting at i have point b in mind so i'm going to go back and i'm going to illustrate how it leads to that like there's no it's like it's starting with a thesis it's starting with a thesis and then coming up why why, like this is how you fucking write papers in high school it is so it is like so close to being like again it's so close to being hegelian like it's like the other way around it's like the opposite of that like a a turn like eternal return or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like the thought of like okay so we have 
So she's going, we have Donald Trump now, so let's go back to the past to explain why we have Donald Trump. Whereas, like, like Heigl's like, well, no, you, you got to go, like, the other way, right? Like, you got to go, instead of, like, going back to the past to explain why we have Donald Trump, it's like, Donald Trump is used to explain the past, right? Like, that's kind of like more, like, Hegelian notion, which it, is It, it so does close. come up. It, yeah, it, it comes up. It's like, okay, um, Donald Trump now, so how do we explain him? 1619. It's like you're going. <laughs> it's, it's like um, right. anytime, anytime, like some white dude writes about Africa. Like I remember reading about like the Rwandan genocide, and the the idea is like they'll take this dumbass written by like, Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, they'll be like, okay, General so, Sajak McNuggy. It's like okay, how do you explain Rwanda? Right, the genocide. Who does the movie? No, you you go <laughs> back to like how did they film that? <laughs> what like, is it a documentary? It's like okay, you explain the origins. <laughs> and I'm pushing through. You explain the origins. It's like you go back to like English colonial. Explain like Rhodesia. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can stop now. Um, <laughs> I, I've I've exhausted my efforts. I think I think we're you just start yeah, yeah. <laughs> screaming. Um, but no, join us next week mm-hmm. when we discuss. Uh, Heigl with uh, Young Lacanian, right? Yeah, we're having a guest. We're having guest guest star uh, Young Lacanian. And we'll do I have to read any Heigl or do I just... No. Okay. That's his job. <laughs> well, we're not discussing Heigl, but we'll... We'll discuss whatever Amongst other Matt, things. We're discussing Freud. Matt's anyway. got some juicy topics pulled up. Anyway, so... Goodbye. How did they film that movie? Hotel Rwanda. Hotel Rwanda? Yeah. Can you stay there today? Can you book? Well, like, it was just like... I want to book a flight. It's about, like, saving...